Well, uh, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. This is the weekly news and media talk show. And Jim will probably be joining us momentarily. He might be having some problems with the weather out there. It's not actually too bad. It's normal winter, but it seems a little colder than normal because it's been so warm lately. By the way, 2016 was one of the, uh, the it was in fact the warmest uh, year uh, since uh, climate scientists have been keeping records. 16 of the last 17 years are the warmest since they've been keeping records. And one of the many bizarre executive orders that Donald Trump uh, issued last week is trying to erase this information from the public record among all sorts of other bizarre things that are now going on. Uh, we have entered into the first 10 days of the presidency of Donald J. Trump. I'm not going to be very lenient on him tonight either. I think the media has been too lenient on him so far. <laughs> and obviously he's created a firestorm. Uh, we don't need to go over all of the executive orders that he's uh, written he seems to be in a kind of a spasm of pseudo-productivity. Uh, he started out with some easy stuff. He repealed the TPP. Well, big deal. It never existed. It was never enacted. So that executive order was irrelevant. Of course, he went back to the Ronald Reagan 1984 abortion policy. We have Mexico City edict redux. This was reinstated by, uh, this was re repealed by Bill Clinton, reinstated by George W. Bush. Donald Trump has gone back to the Ronald Reagan formula. And by the way, this may affect more humans on the planet than even this travel ban. Keystone Pipeline proposal is back. Um, that's up to Canada. We're going to find that out in a Due course, whether that actually happens, that's based on the Alberta tar sands. And, of course, a terrible incident uh, happened last night in Canada, a terrorist attack at a, a Muslim mosque. Uh, we don't have any details about the perpetrators. We'll just su suffice to say at this point that the Prime Minister of Canada issued a statement claiming that it was terrorism against Muslims. Hiring freeze, uh, except for departments related to Homeland Security and national security. Big deal. This is, was done by Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. Uh, it flopped. It doesn't work. Uh, you start losing employees through attrition, retirement, um, even death. Uh, the average federal worker in America, by the way, has much more to fear from drivers that are texting and driving than terrorism. Uh, James Comey stays. That was another sort of announcement. And then things started getting troubling for Donald J. Trump. Starts out with the uh, brouhaha with this government of Mexico. Um, I'm not too sure if Donald Trump understands English. I think that when communicating with Donald Trump, uh, henceforth, I would recommend putting instructions in Russian. 
or maybe German. I'm not sure if Trump is uh, uh, articulate in either language. He doesn't even speak English anymore, hardly. But he doesn't seem to understand that Mexico would not pay for the wall. That's been stated over and over to that man. He doesn't get it. So, in a fit of rage, um, the meeting with uh, the president of Mexico was canceled by the president of Mexico. Trump tried to spin that as something else. And it's interesting, uh, the foreign minister of Mexico, a former foreign minister, I should say, Jorge Castaneda, uh, had a very interesting piece in Saturday's New York Times that I just want to read a couple of quotes from, because I think it, what happened with this event was it unified the Mexican people and the Mexican elites against Donald Trump. We even had a billionaire denouncing Donald Trump. We won't mention his name, but he's come out and denounced Trump as a fool. Castaneda wrote, Mexico should now clearly draw another red line. If the United States wants to build a wall, we will use every tool available to delay it and make it more expensive. But we will also point out that President Trump's wall better be a very effective one because it will have to deter, without further Mexican cooperation, drugs, migrants, terrorists, and, quote, bad hombres from entering. If Mr. Trump breaks the border arrangement that our two countries have enjoyed for nearly a century, he owns it. Finally, Mexico must clearly state that we will encourage all potential deportees to demand a hearing upon arrest and to refuse voluntary removal, that we will provide legal support on our dime for all arrested undocumented Mexicans, and that we will deny entry to anyone whom the American authorities cannot prove is a Mexican citizen. So, in other words, this is a two-way street, Mr. Trump. You better wake up. A lot of costs involved in those procedures. So, while Donald Trump and Kellyanne Conway were doing the Mexican hack dance, and they issued a travel ban and refugee policy at around 446 on Friday afternoon, when most of Washington was leaving town. Um, This policy is a total catastrophe for Donald Trump. And, of course, he's not backing down. Jim has just joined me. Uh, We need to make a distinction, of course, between the refugee policy and the travel ban. Um, Donald Trump does have some executive authority over refugees, but not over travel bans. And Donald Trump had better uh, start reading some constitutional law. Of course, he doesn't have an attorney general. The facts that are now emerging, he didn't consult uh, the head of Department of Homeland Security. He didn't consult the defense secretary. His cabinet is in complete disarray. Steve Bannon's holding down, what, five jobs? Well, he's running everything at the moment, it seems like. And, of course, the consulting... Maybe even the president. Maybe even the president. That's what's scary. 
Um, yeah, I mean, a total breakdown in the process, a not well thought out uh, policy executive order that um, is on its face bizarre, counterproductive, and uh, doesn't do anything the, the Trump administration claims it does. The list in, in and of itself is fascinating. They are seven countries that Donald Trump does not have any business dealings with. For one thing. I mean, that's right off the bat. Yeah. So the media is being kind of lenient about that. There's a lot of hoopla and outrage about the, uh, the human um, costs involved. Uh, and there should be. But immigration policy is exceedingly complicated. And the Republicans are holding this tar baby. They have obstructed immigration reform for the last 20 years. And the last major immigration bill that was passed in the United States was the Ronald Reagan Amnesty Bill of 1986, also known as Simpson-Mazzoli. Uh, Trump better read it. And he better read the 1965 Wait, wait. Bill. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. You're... You're already giving him, like, three reading assignments here. Yeah. The dude doesn't read. He doesn't read. He's not going to read. He's a, so. he's, a, he's, a, he's a executive order signer, and his aides have to point exactly where to sign. There's little stickers. Sign here. Sign here. They're using those selfie sticks, I think. And, of course, Trump is—he's uh, built a wall. He's built a wall around the White House. He's trapped in it. Well, I don't Bannon know if his to... wife has left him yet, but she's apparently still living in New York. There's been some interesting images uh, and uh, conversations about the iciness of their uh, comportment with each other at the actual inauguration. Well, she's known to be furious that he ran for president. First lady was not something she wanted to put on her resume. But we'll leave the Donald J. Trump marital problems for another time. And another place. But I suspect that the marital problems are really no different from the blowback on the uh, completely mishandled and bizarrely thought out uh, ban over the weekend. Um, He doesn't care. Yeah. He just really doesn't care. And this whole thing about, uh, oh, he keeps lying, this, this story that won't go away about the massive fraud in the vote on Election Day. One of his other executive orders. Right. Uh, and, of course, executives and experts from both sides, party-wise, from unaffiliateds, all agree that there's there's just no evidence of it. So to maintain that this is, in fact, a thing uh, is not even a lie because he clearly is behaving as though he believes in it, and therefore it's a delusion. Yeah. It can't be a lie because we know what the facts are. And delusional, whole, Donald. Yeah, it's delusional. It's uh, it's a realm of fantasy, and I, you know, looking at the photos and just trying to read body language, everybody knows that the the press secretary is one of the most uh, high pressure jobs in Washington, in any age, sure, in any era. And you go back and look at Nixon's, you know, press secretary and Ford's, and then uh, they don't last long. And I really wonder how long uh, Kellyanne Kahn way and uh sean spicy uh can maintain 
Well, right. See, Bannon, we know is they don't know what to expect next. Well, they don't. And Spicer strikes me as just sort of an ordinary Joe who's in over his head. Kellyanne Conway is a true believer, but I don't know why she's even on television anymore. She's a counselor to the president. She's not a press uh, secretary, so to speak. Spicer is. And she's the one that already came up with that uh, euphemism, alternative facts. To uh, She's, I guess, in, in that regard, uh, partly responsible for George Orwell's 1984 hitting bestseller list sure. again. She's the... Uh, there's Ex- some reading. She's the explainer-in-chief. She's got a lot of explaining to do. And I don't know if Sarah Palin is uh, is available to join the Trump administration, but the the ship is starting to look kind of uh, deserted. Uh, it's interesting that there are now reports that Michael Flynn, national security advisor, may be the first casualty of the Trump administration. Uh, he's apparently, uh, along with the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, been disinvited from National Security Council meetings. He's the National Security Advisor, and apparently Trump doesn't like him. He talks too much uh, and is running a chaotic show. As Don't they worry. Pl- Bannon will hold the fort down. He will. It's Cannon Bannon. And, of course, he had his own moment in the uh, media spotlight this past week. When he said, I want you to quote this. The media here is the opposition party. They don't understand this country. They still do not understand why Donald Trump is president of the United States. Wrong. Uh, Some in the media don't get it. Some do. But, uh, of course, uh, Bannon's attack on the media and calling the press the opposition party is part of the show. It's part of the setup. It's part of the story where when real stories start coming out, and of course one of the real stories should be, Mr. Trump, uh, you've issued this travel ban. Why are the countries on the list, the countries that you don't have business dealings with? And why are the countries that are not on the list, countries that you do have business dealings with, where are your financial disclosure forms, and why are you in continuing violation of the emollients clause? A? Yeah. Well, you know, hey, it's the time of year where you're watching TV, and he watches a lot of TV, we know. There's all these ads coming up, H&R Block, taxes, do your taxes. Everybody knows taxes are due in April. Business taxes due in March. Got to start working on your taxes, unless you're Donald Trump. I think there's probably going to be, I'm going to predict, a, a, a series of a groundswell-type protest maneuvers like we've seen as we approach tax day. I think even the vast quantity of people who, who actually voted for Donald Trump would agree that the president of the United States must make clear all of his financial holdings. Sure. To not do so is a grotesquerie. <clears throat> and uh, to, you know ride in on this groundswell of angry popular support against corruption and to drain the swamp and then to pack your cabinet with Goldman Sachs uh, people and then continue to hide the true status of your financial dealings. Most of them, by the way, have not yet been approved as secretaries in the cabinet, which is part of this disarray. It just ain't going to fly. That the Trump administration is looking at. Yeah. Uh, The only people that have been approved, by the way, uh, this is just an interesting note, 
obviously, Elaine Chao was easy. She served in the Bush administration for eight years, and she's the wife of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no conflicts of interest there. She's our transportation secretary. She gives her the distinction of having the same resume as Elizabeth Dole, <laughs> Bob Dole's wife. Uh, and, of course, the generals. Now, the generals that are uh, have been approved, <clears throat> who were not consulted on the travel ban and refugee policy, that's now been reported and confirmed, uh, the military does their ethics forms for them. They can give an order. Joe, I need that paperwork done, buddy. That's right. Yes, uh, sir. That's an easy thing to do if you're a four-star general or a three-star general. And, of course, we know, and as I have pointed out before, I think Mattis, who was approved 98 to 1, is heads and shoulders the best pick in Donald J. Trump's cabinet. But even he is going to start wondering about Donald J. Trump's sanity rather soon. One other thing that's interesting about the seven countries on the list, these are the countries that America has destabilized and gone to war against over the past 50 years, 60 years, the Iran coup, 1953. I don't know what the Sudan is even doing on the list. Uh, I think our trade with the Sudan... I don't remember. I think that Carlos the Jackal might have gone there for liposuction. Yeah, that was famously. uh... This is a country that has famine all the time. Um, Of course, there's the Sudan and the South Sudan are two different countries now. Uh, Of course, it was a British imperialist outpost during the 19th century. Lord Kitchener. Lord Kitchener. Any news from Lord Kitchener? He won the Battle of the Sudan in Khartoum, and that was a British colony that got their independence in the 1950s. They were one of the last African countries to get their independence. By the way, folks, you know how big the original Sudan was? It's the size of Alaska, Texas, and Nevada combined. This place is humongous. China's been buying a lot of farmland there. They have. Uh, So why they're on the list is a little unclear. Um, They have had some uh, military dictators that have imposed Sharia law over the years. There's no question about that. But the United States' relations with the Sudan or Sudan or South Sudan, whatever you want to call it, virtually non-existent. I don't know what they're doing on the list. Iraq. Gee, the Iraqi government is actually considering retaliating against the travel ban. They seem to be assisting us in taking Mosul. I don't know if Donald Trump has looked at a map of Iraq lately. That's the battle that's been underway for the last three months, Mr. Trump. Mosul, it's in the northern part of Iraq. It's it's one of ISIS's last standing strongholds, as they say, and they're losing ground. Now, why on earth you'd want to offend Iraq at this time is incomprehensible to me, but then Donald Trump made a bizarre comment that apparently was part of a retweet or some sort of reiteration about the fact that we were stupid for not taking their oil. (laughs) Our NATO allies were like, "Uh uh-oh, the bizarro show is underway here. The president 
has been drinking. The piano is just fine. And I wish you could say that the president had been drinking. Uh, apparently, he doesn't drink, but I think he should start yeah, soon. He's, but he's beginning to remind me a little bit of the uh, Kevin Klein character in A Fish Called Wanda who gets himself all worked up, the ex-CIA yeah. guy, and gets himself all worked up into a frenzy and sniffs his own armpits like they're cocaine. You got <laughs> That's it. Donald Trump. That's Donald Trump. He stinks. He needs a bath. Well, Philip Stevens, writing in the Financial Times Observed, uh, commenting on the uh, bizarre, uh, which you talked about last week, uh, inaugural uh, address, that uh, the soft power accumulated by the U.S. over decades drained to nothing in 17 short minutes as the world stepped back and went, Okay, America's having a little freak out here. We'll just have to find a way to carry on as best we can. Well, yeah, and half the inaugural address, by the way, to uh, quote a famous line from Ron Ziegler, is inoperative at this point. Uh, most of what Nixon's Tr press secretary. Yeah, yeah. Nixon's press secretary, one of his <clears throat> most loyal <clears throat> members. <clears throat> Of the last stand. By the way, just on the uh, the terrorism thing, just real quickly, um, a Cato Institute study, and I'm quoting here from Roger Cohen from the 28th uh, of uh, 2017, January 28th of 2017 edition of the New York Times. I just quoted from the Jorge Castaneda, uh, Mex Mexico's Forceful Resistance editorial. A Cato Institute study of refugees admitted to the United States between 1975 and 2015 found that the chance of an American, uh, American being killed in a terrorist attack committed by a refugee is one in 3.64 billion. So it's good to know that we have some science, that we have some science behind Donald Trump's executive order regarding the refugee situation, which, like I say, is different from the right. travel ban situation. Um, there are numerous elements of the American government that are involved in uh, refugee and immigration policy, just for the record. Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. My gosh, where are you? He has yet to be approved as attorney general. That's one of his jobs. So he couldn't have been consulted on this uh, travel refugee ban. Uh, temporary, that's what it is. So we'll uh, throw that in there oh. for accuracy. But the logic of it and the explanations coming out of the Trump administration regarding it are bizarre, to say the least. And let's remember, by the way, that we uh, here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor are part of the University of Michigan community. We have thousands of international students here at this un fine university, one of the top universities in the world, by all accounts. No doubt. And these are people that are affected by this sort of outrageous nonsense. We had a mosque burned in Texas over the weekend. Where a congressman has sent out uh, a bizarre semi-official survey to Muslim constituents. Donald Trump hasn't said a word about it, to my knowledge. We had a shooting at a mosque, a major shooting last night in Quebec City, Canada. Donald Trump has sent his condolences, but he has yet to say anything substantive about this. 
we have had Jewish synagogues and Jewish community centers all over the country being threatened with bombs. What has Donald Trump said about this? Nothing. What's Bannon said about it? Nothing. Well, and there's been a proliferation of racist graffiti on college campuses across the country as well, including over at EMU. And this, by the way, was part, I'm sure, of the... um, It's part of Bannon's well-poisoning strategy. Well, it is. It's part of the Dirty Tricks campaign that uh, Drain the Swamp was involved in. Uh, By the way, just for the record, I found some Drain the Swamp flyers uh, here in the Student Activities Building. Nice try, guys. (laughs) I intercepted them, uh, if I could had any idea who dropped them around uh, the first floor of the Student Activities Building, I'd go to the FBI, but obviously I didn't see anybody actually do it. But it's got all those fake websites that uh, Bannon and uh, his, his cronies and friends created before the campaign to spread disinformation about Hillary Clinton and extol the virtues of Donald J. Trump, who is now the commander of the Ethics and Conflict Chief of America. He's also a complete moron. So instead of continuing these executive orders, why doesn't he put the pen down and start working with Congress so that the two of them together can start wreaking carnage Well, there America? Uh, Saturday's New York Times, GOP and private, airs its anxiety over health act recording of some lawmakers having a discussion about, well, we don't really have any uh, substantive ideas, and uh, it's going to get called Trump Care, and it's going to stink, and it's going to stick to us. What are we going to do? They're running for the hills. Well, it it turns out that maybe Trump is a kind of a unifier. Uh, He's unifying pretty much the large chunk of the world against him. Well, and by the way, I, you know, I went back, I, I saved this particular edition of the New York Times because the big headline this day, this was from the 16th of July, Turkey is battlefield and coup attempt. This was the, one of the major stories of 2016. Erdogan uh, survived a military coup. There were hundreds of people killed. And this came two days later uh, after the French attack at uh, Nice, where, where a truck, uh, where, a, where a, a Moroccan French citizen, not an immigrant, a person born in France, rented a truck and drove into a promenade uh, along the beach of Nice, France. This is fascinating. This is the origins of Donald Trump's uh, brain. Wait a minute. Oh, that's the egg that's that's in the frying pan, <laughs> not, not Donald Trump's brain. Patrick Healy and Helene Cooper write, within four hours of the French attack, Donald J. Trump pledged to seek a rare declaration of war from Congress against Islamic terrorists and called for extreme vetting of immigrants and a complete ban on those from, quote, terrorist nations, unquote. Yet for all the bellicose proclamations, Mr. Trump and his allies would be sharply constrained by lawmakers Foreign allies, treaties, the Constitution. Oh, yeah. Mr. Trump is not much closer to providing specific proposals 
on uh, national security than he was 13 months ago when he first began to run for president. On Friday, he announced Mr. Pence would be his vice president. So this particular edition of the New York Times is just absolutely fascinating. You have the conflation, the confluence of these events, and you have the origin. And, gee, surprise, surprise, down in the article, the word carnage appears. (laughs) Donald Trump, of course, has spent most of the first week of his presidency watching himself on television, uh, looking at himself in the mirror, combing his hair. He starts to remind me of a hamster that runs around on one of those circles. So uh, my new nickname for Trump is the Humpster. (laughs) It's part Donald J. Trump, part hamster. Well, that explains a little bit of the hair thing, too. Yeah. Uh, Well, we are just about out of time here on Great Matters for this week. We would like to thank our engineer, the DJ who shall not be named, and remind you that Yazoo City are calling uh, uh, coming up next. Uh, I wanted to give a quick brain damage award to Nikki Haley, the uh, new American ambassador to the United Nations. One person that has been approved. Who uh, began her tenure. I love her with, boots, by the way. Oh, she looks, uh, I, I don't know, She's looks like she's dressed for more like a bake sale, I think, than uh, a formal uh, function at the United Nations. But, that, you know, casual Fridays, that's fine. That's but, right. Uh, sexy boots, though. Um, I'm sure Trump likes the boots. The, the stiletto uh, style is very what, much the stiletto style. He really uh, loves. Anyway, uh, she arrives uh, with a rather bellicose uh, atti- attitude where she announces, uh, you're going to see a change in the way we do business. Our goal with the administration is to show value at the U.N. And the way we show value is to show strength, show our voice, have the backs of our allies and make sure our allies have our back as well. Well. Sure, that's why we have alliances. Uh, then she goes on to say, for those who don't have our back, we're taking names. And we will make points to respond to that accordingly. Ooh, your name's going on a list. Well, we're out of time, and we'll have more about her boots in uh, upcoming shows. They're not made for walking, but they might be made for pounding on the table. <laughs> Nikita Khrushchev, eat your heart out. This is war to extermination. Dreams of the earth, souls rotten from the orgasm drug, flesh shuddering from the ovens, prisoners of the earth, come out, storm the studio. Burnt metal smell of interplanetary war in the raw noon streets, swept by screaming glass blizzards of enemy flak. Shipped linguals, free doorways, cut word lines, photo falling, word falling, breakthrough in gray room, towers, open fire. Citizen, you are listening to WCBN-FM in Ann Arbor. Guilt, blast, pound, stab, strap, kill.